The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. And if something is damaging your body, all you do is get in that word, get the faith, then access it by grace and receive it and believe you've got it and start walking in it and watch the transfer take place. Hello, I'm Bill Winston, and welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, we have a powerful teaching for you today. Today's message is entitled, Living Large, Volume 2. Now, here's some important points I bring out in today's teaching. One, in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2, he says to God, says to Abraham, and I will bless you and I'll make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Now that's very, very important because that's the covenant that God made with Abraham. That's Abraham's part and that's God's part. Now because of this blessing and that covenant, Abraham became very rich, not just rich, <laughs> very rich. Now as a Christian, you and I, the seed of Abraham, are under the Abrahamic covenant. Now, we have a new covenant that God has given us, but we're entitled to the same blessing of wealth just as Abraham was. Now, when you get this wealth, God never planned for Abraham to keep it all himself. He said, and you will be a blessing. One of the scriptures says, and the translation says, you will dispense goods to others. See, God wants to bless you with more than enough so that you can help other people. Nothing on this earth can stop you from having what you are seeing and saying. Now, when I say seeing, I mean by revelation knowledge. If you can see it, if it's, it becomes alive inside of you and you speak it, nothing on this earth can stop you from having what you are seeing and saying. Praise God. Now, you don't want to miss any part of today's teaching. It's called Living Large. Let's go into it. One of the best ways that God has to speak to us is through his word, through his word. So you see me sitting up here speaking things out of the word of God. Remember, this word of God is God speaking to you. Say the word of God is God speaking to me. Next verse two. And all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you if you hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. All right, let's go over to verse 15. He said, but it, it shall come to pass if you will not hearken to the voice of the Lord their God, so forth and so on. All these curses shall come on you and overtake you. And then he started talking, verse 27. And the Lord shall smite you with botch, that's boils, of Egypt, and with emeralds, that's tumors. Somebody has a tumor in there over whatever have you. And with the scab, that's scurvy, and with itch, whereof you cannot be healed. Now notice all those things. And it said the Lord will do that. But it's not in the heap in the original. The original said the Lord will allow that to happen. You got what I'm saying? Now, who took your boils, your emeralds, your scab, and your itch? Say amen to that. So Jesus took it. So now you know why he said in James, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the who? Elders of the church. Let him anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick or heal the sick and the Lord will raise him up. Watch this. And if there's been any sins, he'll be forgiven. See, if disobedience got you there, God's saying, I'm going to clean you up and I'm going to forgive you for your disobedience. Now that you can't 
You can't beat that with a stick. All right. Let's go on down. Verse 31, thy ox shall be slain before your eyes. That means you get fired or job taken away, whatever have you. Um, verse 32, thy sons and thy daughters shall be given to other people. And thou shalt carry out much seed in the field and shall gather in but little, for the locusts shall consume it. But what is he saying there? He's saying, hey, all this stuff I'm working on, I'm bringing this money home, but don't look like I got any. Wow. Look at verse 39. And thou shalt plant vineyards and dress them, but shall neither drink the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. We're talking about the curses now. Who took the curses for you? Jesus took them. That's the goodness about the Lord. He took what you deserve. Man, you can't beat that. Verse 41, and thou shalt forget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. Captivity. Go on drugs. Watch this. Go to jail. Go to prison. Captivity. No, no, no. That's under the curse. My kids are never supposed to go to prison. My kids are never supposed to go into captivity. Never supposed to go on drugs. Never supposed to. Say amen to that. Verse 44. And he shall lend to you, and you shall not lend to him. And he shall be the head, and you'll be the tail. Now that's not supposed to be that I'm supposed to be all doing all the borrowing. Supposed to be that I'm supposed to be doing the lending. Isn't this good? So what does the enemy try to do? He tries to get you to somehow rationalize this in your life and keep you from desiring to get out of it. See, and I'm telling you, it doesn't, this condition doesn't change just because uh, you're tired of it. It changed because you get delivered from it. You take this word, put it in your heart, let it change your soul and God will deliver what you can see. Man, this is good preaching here. All right, so now let's go and they, these are the blessings. So let's go and see what happened because it's one more thing I want to cover here before I cover my last thing. Let's see what happened to Jacob. Well, we got to track Jacob through the Bible. And let's start at Abraham, his grandfather. And Abraham, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now, I might repeat some things, but the, he, faith comes how? By hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. So look at Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, get thee out of that country from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I'm going to show you. So I'm wanting you to leave the system that you've been dependent on and I want you to depend on me, Abram. I don't want you to depend on them. I want you to depend on me. Now what does he have to do? Sometimes you got to take people out of their comfort zone so that they can depend on you. Say amen to that. All right, so now he's sending him somewhere. Now he got to follow God because they, you know, we ain't had GPS at that time. So now he's following God and he ends up in a place where there's a famine. He said, I ain't staying here. Why? He's not used to the blessing that'll take and change any environment into the garden. So he's not used to that yet. He's got the blessing on him. Watch this in verse two, verse two, verse two uh, of Genesis. He said, I'll make you a great nation, bless you and make your name great. 
and you'll be a blessing. I'll bless those that bless you, curse those that curse you, and these shall all families of the earth be blessed. So let's just take this, verse two, and look at it and amplify it again one more time. And he said this, he said, I will make you a great nation. I'll bless you with abundant increase of favors and make your name what? Famous industry. You should be known for something. I didn't say it, the book said All right, now Abraham departed. He says, Abraham, follow me. So look at chapter 13 and verse one. And Abraham went down to Egypt, told uh, Pharaoh that Sarah was his sister. But then when he took Sarah, his house got plagued. So I'm just telling you, when your blessing is on your life and you obey God, that those who are harassing you are going to be dealt with. Come on, those who try to take something from you. Ooh, wee, this is good preaching here. All right, now, so look how he ended up. Verse one of chapter 13, Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him. And Abraham was how rich? Come on, it's, it's all right if you say this. Very rich in cattle, silver, and gold. Now, what's the good news here? The good news is what Abraham obtained is also your right as a Christian and as a seed of Abraham. One more time. What Abraham obtained is also your right as a Christian and a seed of Abraham. You are included in the Abrahamic covenant. You are included in the Abrahamic covenant. You are entitled to wealth just as Abraham was. One more time. You, I'm putting this down in your spirit. You are entitled to wealth just as Abraham was. Now somebody said, well, what am I going to do with all that money? Boy, if you got to ask that, we, we got to go all the way back to the beginning. Check it out. God does not want you to keep it all. He said, dispensing goods to others. Say amen to this. He wants you, see, if a person understands righteousness and are acting right, you don't have to talk to them about keeping it all. You don't have to talk to them about keeping it all. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10. Watch this verse. Check it out. Now he that ministers seed to the sore both ministers bread for your food and multiplies your seed sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. Go back to verse 9, please. Glory to God. He said this. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He hath given to the who? Poor and his righteousness remaineth forever. See, a righteous person, you don't have to tell them to help other people. See, if God wanted you to keep it all, he just keep it where it is because that's all they're doing. 
but he's given it to you so you can help him with this earth out here. So Abraham was very rich. Say it again. In cattle, silver, and gold. Say, I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Monday morning, you're going to be blessed coming in. And you're going to lean with it at that same time called favor is going to be on you. Say amen. See, I just shared with you that you are included in the Abrahamic covenant and you are entitled to the wealth just as Abraham was. Say amen. Abraham didn't work for that. That Pharaoh gave it to him. So Lot, so Lot didn't have no faith and you know he didn't have any cause in the next chapter, the bullies ran off with it, ran off with him, his family, his, the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, ran off with them all, took the wife, took the kids, took the family, took the furniture, took the refrigerator, took, took the cars, come on, took, took everything. And they told Abram about it in verse 14. And Abram heard that his brother's wife was taken captive and he armed his trained servants born in his own house. 300 and how many? 18. Where were they born? Did each one of them have to have a mama and a daddy? So there were more than them in the house. Now I'm saying as he blessed Abraham, He's got to bless me. Remember what he said, you got to fight for this stuff. You fight the good fight of what? Hey. So now he goes after Abraham. I mean, after Lot. And he gets him. And he slaughters the enemy. That's what the Bible said. Use the word slaughter, not compete. Slaughter, two different things. One of them is in the area of dominion. Now he didn't get his, his military strategy from Yale. See, he, he didn't allow the strategies that are being taught in the universities to be all he used. Because if he did, they'd be competing. I'm not here to compete. Dominate. Look at Daniel, Daniel chapter one. He said this in verse 17. For these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had increasing uh, understanding, pardon me, in all visions and dreams. Now notice what he did. They might've gone to the same schools, but God adds some super on your natural. See, he'll give you a strategy that your, comp your, your competition or whoever it is does not have. Because he wants you to function at a much higher level. Let's look at that. Let's look at how high he wants you to go. Verse 20. He said this, he said, and all the matters of wisdom, understanding, the king inquired of them, he found them how many times better than his own folk? 
and they knew some stuff. That's why if you're going out here and you're trying to compete against the devil without God, you're going to lose. Amen. Folks, I was going in to visit one of the royal family when I was in one of the nations in Africa. So I'm coming into that reception center where we'll go to receive. And I'm going in there. And as I get to the door, here's a witch doctor. And he's shaking beads at me. <laughs> now, wait a minute. The book tells you that can't no witchcraft hurt you. So, you know, see, if you panic, it's because your mind is not renewed, man. You, you got to get your mind renewed. Get the book and my mind renew your mind. Okay, so, so what happens now? So I go in that book, what is he doing? See, he's, he's adding his, his sorcery to that rule to that rain. See, he's adding his sorcery. Now, that's the same thing that happened in Egypt because when Moses went down there, he said, Pharaoh, let my people go. But Pharaoh said, who are you? He said, and Moses took his stick and threw it down and what did it turn into? A serpent. A serpent. What did the sorcerers do? See, y'all got to get this now. There is spiritual knowledge that God wants his people to have that nobody else has. Now understand, God is good to all. The Bible says he calls, calls the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. So he's good to all. But as for you, who are the seed of Abraham and the blessed of the earth, he causes a special empowerment and flow of the anointing to be upon your life so that you could operate above any witchcraft, sorcery, anything that Satan has. You get a magician today and he stands and he does some magic trick and so forth, I dare you to catch it. I dare you to catch it. You can't catch it. You can't catch it because there are rules to it. He knows the rules of how you can do this. And Satan has rules to his sorcery. And that's when sorcerers will get them books, man. And some of that stuff ain't passed on to everybody. It's passed on to only them, them sorcerers. And I'm saying that it's conducting and manipulating spiritual laws. Well, God can have you operate above that because that, that, that's why you can't win against Satan without God, man. Folks, what you got is to dominate. And it's to dominate anything that Satan can come up with. I said, you just don't come in and try to fix it. You bring forth creation. You bring forth something that'll give you a new organ, a new kidney, a new heart. Come on. You don't need to put a stint in that one. Get a new one. And your body say amen. amen. And God's got a parts house in heaven that he got all these parts. And if something is damaging your body, all you do is get in that word, get the faith, then access it by grace and receive it and believe you've got it and start walking in it and watch the transfer take place. I'm going in the nations. They got stuff going on over there, but I'm not moved by it because it can't do nothing with me. I fly with angels on each wings. I fly. Folks, you got to understand who you are and what your inheritance is, man. No evil shall befall you, neither any plague, no weapon formed against you. 
issue will be shut up. And I'm saying you got dominion in this earth. Who was that? Wigglesworth, they walked in a room, a man had levitated a chair all the way up to the ceiling and it was sitting on the ceiling. He said, in the name of Jesus, come down. The chair hit the ground. I'm saying you got dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps in it. Give God some praise for that right there. Devil is a liar. Say amen. Now, let me finish this. Okay. So, notice what happens. Abraham brought back the goods and then he was confronted by the king of Sodom. King of Sodom said, give me the people and take the goods. He said, no, no, I can't do that. I've lift up my hand to the Lord. And he gave God tithes of all. Now I want to read something to you. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, come on. Press down, uh-huh. Shaking together, uh-huh. Running over shall who? Men given to your bosom. Look at the second part of that. And with the measure you meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. Now, what does that mean? It means that the level to which you engage God in your life determines the level of the results you're going to receive. Say amen. amen. You give him a little bit, he gives you a little bit. But when you tithe, when you tithe, you lift up your hand to the Lord. You make it tithing tells you to recognize that God alone is your source. That means you don't put everything on him and watch, he gonna put everything on you. And that's what I'm saying. People say, I can't afford to die. You can't afford not to. Because if you're going to be a part of this manifestation, you're going to have to fight your way to get there. And you need God on your side. You can't get all this without tithe. Well, what am I saying? Well, we're going to convince you. You just stay around me long enough. We're going to convince you because you're going to see you're going to make much more than that 10% that you offered up to God. Say amen to that. All right, last thing, last thing. Okay, let's look at Mark chapter 11 in verse 23. Well, verily I say unto you that whosoever, say I'm a whosoever, shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt where? in his heart, but shall what? Believe that those things that he said shall come to pass, he'll have what? Whatsoever he said. Let's just stop right there. Now, what did I tell you believing was? Seeing. See, seeing. See, I got to see it before God will deliver it. So believing is seeing. Whatsoever things you desire when you play, pray, believe you've received them and you shall have them. Got it? So that was taken from what God taught Adam. And let me prove it. Go back to Genesis chapter 1-1 again. In the beginning, God what? 
created the what? Heaven and the earth. And the earth without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Watch this. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God what? Say, let there be light. What, what, what happened? Did God believe what he spoke was going to come to pass? What is the difference between that verse and that one? And, and Mark eleven twenty four. Now, not, uh, Mark eleven twenty three. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, nothing on the earth can stop you from having what you are seeing and saying. One more time. Nothing in the earth can stop you from having what you are seeing and saying. Now, here's the first thing. The enemy will try to get you not to see it. Got it? But if you can see it, he'll try to get you not to say it because he knows the rules. Nothing, nothing. Leave that, folks. Now, what makes this so? Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, please. God said, let us make man how? That means the exact duplicate of kind. After our what? What? Operate the same way I do. So now, we're going forward, but we're going to start operating like God. We're going to start thinking like God. Come on. Believing like God. Come on. Talking like God. Come on. Walking like God. See, everything is going to be like God. Renew your mind to believe and see all that God has promised for you in Dr. Winston's series, Living Large, Volume 2. To order your copy of this powerful message on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4, contact us online at BillWinston.org. You can also call us at 1-800-711-9327. Deep within you, there is a call to lead. Distractions have tried to bury it. Criticism has tried to smother it, but the call remains. And now it's time. Become an entrepreneur. God is awakening the call again. Answer it. Take a leap of faith. It's time for you to change the story, not just for you, but for your neighborhood, your community, your city, your world. At Joseph Business School, we are here to equip you to guide you, to empower you, to step into the call that God has given you. It's time to launch out, begin a new story. The call is clear, the time is now. Become an entrepreneur. Everybody is born in this earth with a gift, a God-given gift meant to serve humanity and promote you to places of influence. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston invite you to the 2017 Missions and Marketplace Conference presented by the Joseph Business School, hosted by Living Word Christian Center in Forest Park, Illinois, Friday, April 21st and Saturday, April 22nd. 
Mark your calendars for two days of workshops and masterclasses uniquely designed to challenge, inspire, and empower you for greatness. Speakers include top business and ministry leaders. Discover how to reshape the culture of the marketplace by bridging your gift with your faith. Register today. Visit mm.billwinston.org.